What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Experience More podcast, a podcast where we really dive in to how living a more active, fit, healthy lifestyle allows you to experience more of the great outdoors. Whether you're chasing the big bull elk out west or you're getting after the turkeys and the whitetail here in the Midwest, living that more active, fit, healthy lifestyle allows you to experience all of it with those you love to experience it with. I am Jake, your host. This is the Experience More podcast. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Experience More podcast. Uh, super excited to be able to have you guys here with uh, us tonight. It is not a solo podcast. Uh, excited to be able to bring in one of my good, I would consider good friends. Gotten to know him over the last few years here. Um, and and you guys know more than anything, thinking about like the, the Experience More podcast, the entire mission and reason behind this this podcast itself is to really be able to kind of take nuggets from different individuals, different people's life experiences, tools they have used to go out and experience more of the outdoors, more of life. Um, and I have to say, uh, with the individual who's in front of me, uh, watching him go through his journey, um, it's just it's been a really really cool thing to be able to watch because I've seen him go through and, and transform his entire life. Uh, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, like we've had some really good conversations throughout time. And honestly, I'm, I'm excited to be able to dig into that uh, a little bit deeper here. So definitely, I, I would have you guys's volume turned up, uh, maybe not have, you know, kids around <laughs> earbuds in maybe a little <laughs> bit, uh, you never know, but, uh, introduce my, my good friend, Terry here. Um, Terry take it away what do we got what's up everybody <laughs> how's it going yeah so uh i do curse uh, here and there so you know kids are gonna be around just uh just be aware you know other than that uh my name's terry i'm from philadelphia pa you know the city of brotherly love and full of hatred but hey that's what we do here <laughs> uh i have not climbed any greased poles uh i do say water and the rest of my Philly accent will come out. But uh, I do like people. I don't hate people. And I think that covers about that much. About that much. Hey, well, dude, kind of having you on here, I mean, we're, we're going to kind of break this up into a few different pieces. Um, you know, there there's a lot behind, you know, I think your story overall. Um, you know, give kind of people a little bit of perspective like three years ago where were you uh, like three years what were you ago, doing three years ago i was 385 pounds uh i was not in a good headspace i was not uh it's not who i who i could and should be um about a couple of years before that i had uh had definitely hit rock bottom i lost my best friend she had passed away um and that just really affected me. Uh, I was in the middle of getting a new job and working overnights, and then that happened. So then the adjustment of my life changing work-wise and then not having my best friend there, someone who was near and dear to my heart, and I just totally went over the edge. I was always a big kid, played sports all my life, played ice hockey, played lacrosse, played rugby, um, played varsity almost all four years of high school. Uh, in almost all other sports. Uh, and I was always an active kid, always active lifestyle, always playing sports, but then got out, went actually right into tech school, went right into the trades, uh, came out as a mechanic, and got into uh, Philly's public transportation. And that's where my schedule started changing. But then that's also where everything else slowed down as an activity, and my weight kept on skyrocketing up. And then... I just threw everything to the wind after my friend passed away, my best friend passed away and ended up at 385 pounds. 385 pounds. So it's just, it's a cool journey and we're, we're going to go, go kind of through these steps here, but with, you know, loss of your friend, cause this is like a, a lot of different relatable points, right? Like working in the mechanic side of things, like we all go through, um, have different points of loss in our life. And I mean, they're all, they're all different to different individuals, right? No matter what, but they, they don't suck any less 
for anyone going in those different areas that it can, it throws you off pace. Like I think I've talked about like my grandfathers and losing them overall. Like those are two huge role models in my life. Um, got me just involved in the, the outdoor space more so, but even more than that, they were just, I just loved hanging out with them. Like that, to be completely honest, you know, being able to go over to either, either one of the grandpas, it was always a different experience overall. Um, you know, you lose a really good friend, you know, you lose those different experiences or those different memories, those things like the memories are still there. Um, but you, you kind of, you start making excuses of why you don't have to, or why should you in areas, at least in my own experience, uh, in those different times in an area, like for you working that job, you know, give people a little idea of like, what is, what's kind of light? Like, what was that? Like, what's your job like? Like you say it slows down. What are you doing overall? What's kind of your job entail? Uh, so at that time or now, because I've, I've since switched departments or divisions, I should say, I went, I got in uh, as a bus mechanic. So literally what that dealt with was I worked in a 24 hour shop. I worked from 1130 at night till eight in the morning and anything and everything that came off the street for repairs or anything like that is what I was uh, doing throughout the night. So it could be something as a headlight and it could be something as chasing leaks, chasing oil leaks, chasing down dead buses, chasing down buses out of fuel, uh, anything and everything that came to mechanics. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. yeah. I mean, I've dealt with, uh, there's a few pictures way back on my Facebook. Uh, I'm, I'm covered head to toe faces a whole different color shade of dirt and grime from you can see i'm actually wearing a yellow shirt and it looks brown and then <laughs> from my elbows to my fingertips are just straight dirt grud, grit black nastiness and there's a yeah. where I, I wore gloves i wore gloves the whole time and i pulled the gloves off so my hands are just pale white and then my from my wrist down to my elbows is just straight black and dirt yeah it's a, it's a nitty gritty job for sure. Yeah. What, like, so outside of the job, you know, I know, dude, do you, you love your job? Uh, I used to, I'll put it that used way. Used to. I right. do, right. I do like being a mechanic. I do. I like working with my hands. I've always been good working with my hands. Uh, just my love of what I do now is definitely, uh, changed, changed a little bit. Course. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, Okay. We used to go through, I know, of course we, we played paintball back in the day. Like that's still a passion and everything go through and do right. Yeah. So like, paintball still around, uh, yeah, found my way into the, uh, found my way into the business side, not business side. I worked for one of the, uh, one of the major companies, uh, DLX, uh, as a gun tech. So I traveled to national events, work on guns, uh, Missing this first event, unfortunately, which is this weekend, which is kind of a mm -hmm. bummer, but yeah. uh, I'll make the rest of the events. So there, I travel, and surprise, surprise, I work as a mechanic, as a gun tech, <laughs> and I fix guns. <laughs> Got to keep it running, running smooth overall. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, still, it, I still play when I can, and when I'm not, you know, broken, which I carry right. new surgery, but definitely losing all this weight has definitely helped change the way I play. Dude, well, that's, that's the one thing I want to be able to, to hammer on with this piece. And, you know, I've literally watched you go from, from being overweight to where you're at now. And what's your, what's your weight at right now? Currently right now, I'm sitting at about 206, 205. 206, right. And your lowest was? 198. 198. So that's like, I'm trying, 187. 187 pounds, 187 f fucking pounds. Like it's, that's literally, that's almost me. Like you lose an entire human. You, you imagine how much better you can go through and move. Essentially think about like if you had someone jump on and do piggyback, right. And essentially all day long and then go try and play paintball doing that. And like dude watching. Cause I mean, we, we went out, we were on a trip and everything together. We met of course, what Arizona first time where I really <laughs> figured out your true height. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, dude, that's like being able to see you go through that transformation and that change and be like, to really be one of the most disciplined individuals I've personally ever met. I've ever seen going through like the, you know, the routine. And I kind of want to 
have you go through a little bit of your routine for people because you work the mechanic job, you have that lifestyle there. Um, and I've just watched you be able to get out and experience more things, whether that's dude going on a hike in the Grand Canyon where it would have been a suffering piece to go through and hike some of those different things that we did just at that weight. Um, watching and hearing about you going through and diving into bunkers, playing paintball and like doing all that cool, fun shit. Uh, but then, you know, outside of that, of course, watching you not just ride a bike, but go over the handlebars of your bike, like, or any of those different things. Like <laughs> I, I think about it. And I laugh cause I give you shit about that, that piece. But do you think about it? It's like, if that would have happened at that weight where you were at, you would have done something like that. Yeah, I mean, because you you didn't really get injured from that piece, right? Or in any of those scenarios, like it's wild to go through and watch you do the different things you've done. Like, how much is changing your overall f- like physical fitness? How has that allowed you to go through and just do more of the things that you've wanted to do? It's changed everything up substantially. Uh, to say like in the least saying of that, so. We'll start, we'll go paintball side of it. Paintball side yeah. of it, I mean, general health, I mean, everybody knows you literally, what is it, every, uh, I totally forget. It's like every pound is like four pounds of pressure you take off your joints, I think it is. Yeah, it's right around. It's, so, I, I can't remember the exact thing. I actually think it's more than that. So regardless, so, you know, take take 185 times four, or 187 times four, we'll, we'll, guesstimated that and that's a lot of freaking a lot of weight off the knees a lot of pressure off the knees and joints in general so paintball side of it you know the great equalizer paintball is the gun that's why you do and we'll see bigger people be able to play and i have nothing but respect for my big bone my big bone brigade boys you know what i mean like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know i still consider i'm not under 200 yet again so i'm still in that big boy club um the gun is a great equalizer, but the thing was, I was so big to the point, and I was so round, essentially, as fat ass, and ain't gonna ain't gonna argue that, that being able to stay behind coverage and be able to do my job was getting next near impossible to where now I can literally utilize the gun skills that I developed because I had to live behind my gun, and I can take that anywhere on the field now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm gonna run you down. I'm gonna make you hurt. It's going to be a lot of fun for me. It's not going to be a lot of fun for you. I'm going to talk that shit. Yep. I've had a lot of fun doing it. I've had a lot of fun running down the middle and just shooting the fuckers left and right. And I don't care if I get blasted. <laughs> I just, it's whatever. I got scars from all the all the run-throughs now even. Oh, yeah. After losing the week. So there's that on the paintball side. Now, the Blake side, I'm going to clarify a couple things right now first. Okay. Yes, I'm on the shorter side. I'm 5'7". Now, apparently I'm good with, like, cell phone angles with the camera when I'm talking all the stories that Jake thought I was like six foot, I guess. I don't know. Man, that was for everyone who's listening. Like the first time I go through Terry and I meet each other, we did like a meetup, a bunch of different people just got together from, from across the country to go hike the grand Canyon. And you know, throughout this piece, like we've never met each other. It was literally up until this point, it was maybe like stuff via social media, zoom, zoom calls, or, you know, meetups in that sense. Um, to where all of a sudden we meet each other in person and I literally, I mean, I still think about it. I was like, man, you're a real dick. Like first thing I say is just like, man, you're a lot shorter than I thought you'd be. I was like, I've never, I was like, that is not how I expected myself to go through. I was just like taken by it. And he's like, wow, nice to meet you too. I don't even remember. I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was something along that line. Um, <laughs> but yes, you're not the tallest individual in the world. <clears throat> no, I'm not Chaz, but I'm not that tall. That's fact. No, Chaz, Chad, like, you know, <laughs> you, know, you walk into Menards and you, you know, you see like you walk to the ladder section and there's extendable ladders and like the full size ladders. And then there's like the stepping stools. There's that's Chaz. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing I want to clear up just so everybody knows, listen, I had two little bike snafus like two weeks apart. Okay. First one, I hit a little, little mud slick. My back wheel went out, hit the hit the deck. Like Jake said, would I be able to bounce right back up off it without a scratched elbow and some scratched skin and everything like that? Probably not. I do have a scarf down on my elbow still, which is kind of funny. But then the second time, I wish I could definitely like I 
I was out with a ride with a buddy of mine. We're coming on a downhill, flying down the downhill, just takes it into a 90, 90 degree turn, like straight right turn. Yeah. I line it up, start coming around the turn, and a car comes out of a parking lot on the other side of that turn and pulls out. And instead of trying to get past me, they just stop in the middle of the street. Oh. <laughs> so I took the turn to take literally the whole road because it was only a two lane. So yeah. It was, a, it was a road through a little park, like a little little park ride through. Actually, yep, pretty, yep. Cool, pretty cool place to be honest. Um, so I do everything I can and actually dodge the car, which is a feat in itself. Like wheels going back. I'm snake tailing it, fish tailing it. And I get in the gravel, wheels go out, my thigh hip hit a, it's a big, thick, wooden guardrail. <laughs> I hit that. I go, feet unclipped, let go of the bike. I go feet overhead like I'm doing a high jump over this guardrail. Everything's happening so quick. I don't know what the hell's going on. And, like, I literally, like, upper shoulders hit the grass my feet land on the ground and I'm standing up and I'm like looking around like what <laughs> just happened? Like I, I literally best situation ever besides having like a bruised thigh hip area, which I think I still have a scar from. I was going to say you get, went from like a, a heavyweight to a gymnast real, real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was tumbling classes from when I was like yeah. six came into it play. all all paid off right there <laughs> that's freaking awesome but would that would that have happened at 385 hell no I probably would have been there's actually a little like creek thing next to it I probably would have ended up in that and been in a lot worse shape right well you think about it it's like dude there's so many things that could ultimately happen in that that moment of time and I even think about just like the physical piece of you doing that stuff but then, dude, like, you know, I just, <clears throat> just, um, literally yesterday, um, got a, got a text. One of my friends went through and her dad had a, had a heart attack, right? 52 years old. And dude, 52 years old, heart attack, right? Go through, find out that a good majority of, um, the, like after that, he's still, he's okay. Got back all that stuff. But a bunch of his arteries are, you know, it's like 80% of his arteries are clogged, X, Y, and Z. And it's not, it's not a good ordeal, right? I like literally my first thing is like, man, one, I hope she, she's good. They're good. All of that. But then the big piece is like, I don't ever want to be in that position of not like being physically active enough to where that stuff happens. Now I know there's different underlying things and things of that nature that ultimately take place in all that area, but physical fit fitness and health and the food we eat contribute immensely to all of those different things towards like, especially being at the weight you were like, dude, it was like, you ever feel like you were at, like, you're like in a sense of a ticking time bomb. Like what made you want to take the, the move or the switch to like actually start, scene change anybody and everybody i'm and i'm sure whoever listens to this who is north of 300 pounds can tell you even anybody just sees themselves as overweight when you are morally obese that's what it is plain and simple when you are that big you are well aware of what's going on just you make up the excuses and then you just delay 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 and then you finally get to that point where you're like what the fuck and the thing is, you still want to lose weight. Just you, every time you try, every time you go to do something, you're not either putting in the full intent or you get a little bit of success and then you celebrate it and then you bury yourself once again. So it's not so much, it was just, I feel like it was just that time. It was that time that I just had to just lock it down and just get after it. I mean, I was relatively good health. I was borderline. Like I had good blood pressure, but I was on the higher side. I was always teetering in between like if i went to the doctors they would take my blood pressure and then they'd be like all right we'll come back in five minutes so you can relax because you're at the doctors people get nervous blah blah blah, blah, and we'll check it again so i was always sitting there at that like borderline of like early Mm -hmm. hypertension kind of stuff but yeah i always came in quote unquote good i go in now and i got a resting heart rate at 52 and i'm 
110 over 60 and they're like we have a trouble even hearing your heartbeat because it's so low <laughs> right yeah but it's just yeah. it's crazy now that the you can switch it that easily now you know a lot goes into that of course like this didn't happen overnight this took me two and a half years to get to my lowest point so mm-hmm. Dude, that's, it all takes time that's so you weren't you weren't happy when you were overweight yeah, I, I think anybody who tries to tell you that they're happy is full of shit, be completely honest, because you can put on a mask, you can put, you can put that smile on. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, like, smile, because it changes your life a lot, but at the same time, there's a difference between a genuine smile and a fake smile. I put a lot of fake smiles on, and I had a mask on a lot, that just to disguise yourself as happy, whatever. Listen, I can dance, always have been able to dance, always will dance, always will be dancing. I can move when I was big. But that was literally the only thing that I got that would, you know, fill a void. But at the same time, I was sitting there out on the dance floor at weddings with two drinks in my hand, calling them dance grease. Right. But that's the yep. thing. Like, you try to, you, you cover up or you, you quote-unquote make yourself happy. And a lot of times when you are bigger like that, you either find it in food as a coping device, you're finding it in alcohol, or you're finding it in drugs. It's no different right. for a skinny person. It's no different for a bigger person. This majority of the bigger people, it's going to be alcohol and food. Right, right. They, I got tired. I got tired of it. You, you get tired yeah. of doing all the same shit. I mean, I look at what I used to do. I actually punched in the numbers to see. You know, I was doing. I would go to work. Eat a bowl of cereal, whatever the hell I would do before I went to work, where I'll get, like, Dunkin' Donuts breakfast. On the way to work, had a lunch packed, or eat off the road coach. And then. On the way home, I would get. Taco Bell. I get two chicken quesadillas, Crunchwrap Supreme, and two snack wraps. And then yep. I get home, and not even an hour and a half later, I would eat dinner. Already, mm-hmm. already ate. But then again, I was just coping with, oh, I had a bad day, or or whatever the bullshit was that day, and I would eat again. Just yeah, that like endorphin release, or just you know going through like just made you feel good, probably in that sense give you kind of like you said kind of like a lot of people do they treat it as like a coping mechanism i didn't i never personally even gotten to like your extent but i definitely been in that different area like dude i i could see myself like if i wouldn't have gotten into fitness if it wasn't for a couple of friends of mine and just like in college going through like hey dude work out because i was the fat farm kid and my younger brother and a buddy like they're like dude you should come to the gym come to the gym and i was like i always told the excuse like no that's your thing Nah, that's your thing. That's not, that's not what I do. Right. I'm not, I don't need to do that. Right. I work out, right. I work out on the farm, right. I lift heavy things. Like I'm an active guy and doing like all those different excuses. I'm a mechanic, right. I work, I lift heavy things. I do all that stuff. Like I have an active job or I'm more out. And yeah, I remember going, even when I worked at the, um, uh, Menards, I'd worked at the, the freaking, uh, forklift, did forklift driving, worked in the yard, doing all that stuff that I would literally leave there and I would get, well, for lunch, I'd get a McBarnyard, right? It'd literally be a McChicken, a filet of fish, a McDouble. And I would go through and I would smash that. I would smash and I'd put them all together to make the McBarnyard like burger. I'd get a large fry and I'd get an extra fry, uh, actually two extra fries. Cause I'd buy each one of those like value meals so i'd have like the three fries and then i'd go through and smash whatever large drink x y and z and i just take it all down same kind of piece i'd either finish out whatever i had to do for work left and then go home and smash down other stuff so that was like an i look back at that dude that was an every day thing i worked it's crazy crazy um but you got me beat. So beat me to it, (laughs) (laughs) to it. Um, dude, something that, you know, I want to be able to do with this platform. Um, you know, of course, like I said, experience more, more of the outdoor piece. Um, what would you consider your, your outdoor passion and activity? I know we've done it. We've done a couple of things. We went on a fishing trip, did that stuff, but like, would you consider more in like the paintball side of things? Like, what are you passionate about? I'd say I go with a toss up. Actually, this is definitely a toss up for me. Like paintball is still always there, and that's definitely that's outdoors for sure. 
you know, it's fun to get out there, run around the field, even go play in the woods and stuff like that. I'm not just catered to tournament paintball. I'll, I'll play in the woods too. But I think, uh, I think the outdoors piece for me, or I should say other two things, definitely like hiking. Uh, you would never realize what you can find within your your limits where you can actually hike or whatever it is. Like for me, luckily enough in Philly, we have two two parks within the city limits that have hiking trails and everything like that. There's was Hickett Park and Pennypack, and I live literally couple hundred feet from Pennypack so I can go down there walk the trails run the trails ride the trails and that's my other side my thing for experiencing more for the outdoors personally is getting on the bike and riding uh yeah that time that I can I can get out hit the roads I can get from city limits out into the burbs and riding farms and scenic routes all around the city beautiful mm-hmm. homes beautiful farms all kinds of things like that that are just outside of Philly that people don't even realize and I'm talking like just outside and yeah. just get out there on the bike ride and let the mind run, mm-hmm. pay attention to the road, and get after it, really. What do you feel like for for someone who's wanting to go through and maybe get into biking more? Maybe they have they have a good amount of weight to lose, right? Good amount of weight to lose. They maybe don't have the motivation, all that different stuff. Like, it, Where would you have someone start? Uh, it's no different than anything else. It, support local, 100%. Go to your local bike shop. Talk to them. They'll get you set up. Like, don't be afraid to uh, get after it. Uh, before I got to my heaviest, I had actually started road cycling before then. So I had my bike from before, but I was too heavy. I literally got on the bike and rode around the block once and was like, I can't ride this. I was actually too scared to ride it because I was so big. So... You can get a bike that will definitely cater to you being bigger and ride that and then find your love because, honestly, you'll probably end up on a mountain bike or something similar to that. And, actually, that's something I want to get into now is not just uh, get into gravel riding but also jump on a mountain bike and do some mountain bike endurance rides. That would mm-hmm. be pretty cool. They look actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Dude, did, so, you, see, did you see Chaz's video of him almost biffing it? Dude, with his feet flying. Oh my gosh, dude, the shadow is the best part. Yeah. He literally, he doesn't realize how close to breaking his neck he actually came. Oh, dude, like, he was, he was, he was skyborne, so airborne. So oh my gosh. And he's just, la- I mean, him being Chaz, he's freaking laughing the whole time. Like, <laughs> not a freak out or a yell or anything like that. He's laughing full-fledged uh, he's the one when he's scared shitless on a roller coaster that's all he does is laugh because oh yeah hundred percent when he's scared he's laughing that's anytime we're going out and hanging out i mean that's pretty much what i've realized is he's just laughing because he's super super nervous <laughs> in one way, one way shape or form no um so kind of getting things started for you take people kind of like through a day because and kind of going back to the beginning um i'm just even you know this, this recording and everything, you know, said you were disciplined, right? Okay. Bring people through a day of you. Like, what do you go through? Like when, when Terry's on, he's going to town, like what, what is your day-to-day system that gets you, has gotten you the results you wanted to see? For me, it is, setting up that structured plan for myself for the day for the day itself so here's the thing i work from 6 to 30 uh, i would get up usually around 4 30 but now i get up earlier than that i get up at three o'clock i have to go by 3 30 3 40 either uh walking rucking or i'm in on the treadmill in the house walking or i'm on the bike trainer and riding i take care of that first thing and foremost i've noticed for me, um, we all have to understand this. Discipline is a skill, and it can be developed, and it can be worked on. It always has to be worked on. Uh, I got to learn that and find it an absolute privilege, and everybody else has access to this privilege. Uh, 75 Hard is a big part that has helped me be able to do what I've done. I will not hide that or make it anything different, and that's definitely where I developed this habit mm-hmm. of getting up taking care of a uh, cardio, even if it's just walking, walking is so beneficial. It's, we can talk for hours on it, but being able to get up and move, get the body going, get myself awake. 
So I do that 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what I'm going to do for the day. Or even if I'm feeling a little bit tired and I'm dragging a little bit, you know, if I get out, it's like 340. All right. Let me get my 45 in. <laughs> I'll take care mm-hmm, of a little bit of cardio mm-hmm. on, the, on the back end. So then get that 45 minutes, 60 minutes out of the way, get back in the house or upstairs, get breakfast ready, pack my lunch. Out the door, get to work, 6 to 2.30. I have my first snack lunch, second snack or pre, pre-workout food and fuel. Then I finish work. I go from work to the gym, take care of my workout, get my workout out of the way, and then I get home, and then I have whatever I need to do for the rest of the day after I get home from work, or after I get home from the gym. And that's usually eat dinner and then take care of whatever whatever I'm doing. Right, right. Dude, <laughs> something that stands out in that, of course, getting up 3, 3.30 in the morning, doing that, like a lot of people hear that, they're like, yeah, screw that. Like I can't do that or I don't go to bed until 10 X, Y, and Z, which I mean, it is like, I, I'm not going to keep you, keep you super late and everything here tonight, but it's like, I appreciate you coming on. Cause I know you do have early mornings and how hard those can ultimately come. If you do stay up later overall, um, that discipline, like you said, it, it is developed over time. Um, man, really looking at that piece, what was it like in the beginning Cause I'm, I mean, it wasn't easy going through, like, did you just, just start getting up at three in the morning and say, this is what I'm doing? Or was it something where you went, you gradually worked towards that? Like, cause I can already hear people thinking in the background. It's like, man, I can't get up at that time in the morning or I've tried it over and over again. Like, what would you say, say to them? Or how did, how did you do that? how did you develop that, that routine? So at first, actually it wasn't, I didn't, do it. I would get up at my normal time and then I would try to cram everything on the backside. But what was happening was I was taking so much more time and getting to sleep later where I was having a harder time of getting up on time in the morning of pushing myself later and later at night mm-hmm. where I would do my workout and then I would do the cardio piece. And then next thing you know, yep. it's 10 30, 11, 11 30 midnight and I'm right. getting up at 4 or 4 30. So for me, what I found out and what works for me, because here's the thing, I was already getting up at 4, 4.30 anyway. So yeah. what's getting up an hour earlier? Right. And at the same time, you're getting up an hour earlier to better yourself. You're not just doing it for shits and giggles. You're doing it to better yourself, to set yourself up for the day. So why would you not want to do it? That's where the mindset shifts have to happen. Like You're ultimately doing what you need to do for yourself to set yourself up to not just be able to execute for yourself, but for whatever and whoever you're also setting yourself up to be available to. I think it's a very important piece to point out what you just said, like doing it for you, right. And self like paying yourself first in that sense. Cause that's that I've experienced that even in my life is like, if you put it all off towards the end of the day and it's like you put everyone else first throughout the day, then you're kind of giving yourself scraps overall and you're stressing and working out. Like that's where I've, I've bumped into my own roller coaster bumps here and there to it's like, if you can just get up earlier, not, not just get up earlier, but get up earlier, right. And get your stuff done first. Then the rest of the day is just, you feel so much better. Like that's personally, I feel a hundred percent better when I go through and do that, but then I can also go to bed earlier. But that's also the discipline too, is like, just cause you could stay up later does not mean you should. No, exactly. So I, for me, it was, let me get to bed earlier mm-hmm. and be able to get up earlier. And then I felt well more adjusted instead of pushing everything off. Yeah. So you did, you did, you talked about, you did 75 hard, like what, you know, that played a big role for you. I know it played a big role for you and just developing the disciplines and doing that. Like, what was that? that experience like i mean it completely changed my life to be completely honest so here's the thing i knew this was at the time where it was like a turning point for me where i was like okay i need to get my shit together but at the same time i was aware enough in the fact that i knew i was not mentally there i knew mentally i had to get it was the mental handicap that was holding me back the most yeah so i knew mentally i had to do something 
that would help me get further down physically to what I need to do. And luckily enough, coming across the program and realizing and knowing what the program was about, program's not the physical side, obviously. I didn't do it. I did the program because I knew the outcome of the physical, but I also did the program because I knew mentally I was not there to physically perform, period. So I needed to do it for the mental gain and the mental strength and the mental fortitude to be able to get to where I wanted to go physically. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, and it's not just a one thing and then you're done and then everything's changed and that's it. Like this is a, a, a buildable skill that has to be built on. Yeah, well, it's, it's one of those pieces like going to 75 hard, you think about it and I know you've done it numerous times, done it a handful of times. Like you hear it all the time. It's like, oh, I'm doing the 75 hard challenge. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not a challenge, right? Like it's a 75 hard program, right? It is mental toughness, personal development program. Like that's what I really, you know, mental toughness, you could tie that into a challenge, but so many people put challenge to like this physical change. Right. And that's the big piece is like too many people. I know even personally, when I did it the first time, I looked at it too much as a physical piece to where I did not get out of it the the personal development side of things and like building the disciplines. It's like I just went in on all in on what I what I already kind of knew I was good at and not I didn't get better necessarily in the other things that it's supposed to ultimately teach you. And that's dude, first time doing 75 hard. I read, I read more books doing 75 hard the first time than I did through my entire high school, college career, like from to back hundred percent, like dyslexic homeschoolers on it. Like honest truth, like like a scout's honor read more in that time than I did through college and high school and actually books that I enjoyed as well. Um, that being said, what is your favorite book that you, in all the 75 hards you've done, what's probably one of your favorite books or, you know, a couple that you definitely would recommend to different people? Oh, this is, this is a toughie. <laughs> uh, Tim Grover's Relentless, 1,000%. Even Why? followed up, followed up with winning. I mean, it's, it lays that ground it lays that foundation for you to build upon that mental toughness and realize that everything mentally that you're going through, because we all want to win. We're all chasing a thing. We're chasing a W in some sort of sense. Like if it's a weight loss goal, that's still a win you're chasing. And what are you willing to do to win? But relentless, you see this and you get to be able to read about how the greats were so relentless in the fact of what they needed to do to be at their peak performance and be exactly who they were. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, it's not a one-time, one-hit wonder bullshit. Like these, these guys, these motherfuckers work. They work hard, and there was. It's definitely the fact that that lays that it lays that foundation of what needs to be done. So relentless following up with winning because that gives you the steps of what you actually have to do and what mm-hmm. you should be doing. Yep. Because what matters most, everything. Winning is everything says it in the book and that's what Toby said and reading that I still I saying it I get fucking chills thinking about it. Right. Um, yep. Yep. Those two. Um I think for anybody I kinda almost have it like categorized, I think almost because I've done enough reading. Uh Magic of Thinking Big is another huge book. Definitely worth reading during it. Yep. That's and, one uh, that I honestly I feel like most people like it was, it was literally, it was the first book I read when I came, moved here to St. Louis, got down here, bringing good buddy Will, who's my mentor, leader, is reason I even am down here working at headquarters, like, you need to read this book. It was the first one he handed to me. And he's like, he had said it a while back, he's like, honestly, it's a book that I read at least once a year. And like, and he probably reads it multiple times a year, just knowing how Will operates. But I would even recommend, like, that's a book that everyone should probably read once a year. Just kind of reset. First book I actually started highlighting. Mm. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I've turned that book three different shades of yellow, pink, and orange. <laughs> but not, exactly. not gray? Not, no, not, no, gray. no, 50 shades, 50 shades no. of gray. <laughs> Only three highlighted colors. Only All right. All right. fluorescent. Yeah. I was going to say, fluorescent rainbow, you throw in signals. I don't know. I mean, you're from Jersey. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Oh, <laughs> I ain't from Jersey, man. I ain't uh, from the no, America. you're not. Not true. True. I don't know why I throw those those two different pieces together. And Billy, fight words. Yeah, not Jersey. My bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, but outside, okay. So, Magic of Thinking Big. What else we got? Um, I'd say the Jocko books for sure. I mean, mm. you gotta read. Uh, they caught me in leadership for sure, and um, why am I having a brain fart? I've read them both three times now. Oh, the extreme, extreme ownership. ownership. Yes. Yep. Right yep. Extreme ownership. Economy and leadership. Yeah. And honestly, if you feel like you are keep on giving yourself this woe is me bullshit, read both of Goggins' books. Read Can't Hurt Me and Never Finished. And then you'll think that you're sunshine and rainbows because that motherfucker's life is insane. And just a role model, period. Like, you want to mm-hmm. read a book and want to run through. First, you're going to, like, tear up because you're like, people are fucking worthless pieces of shit. And then you're going to be like, I need to go run through about 14 brick fucking walls. And where's the closest boat? Where's the next telephone pole that's <laughs> who's, laying on the ground? Who's, car- who's carrying the boats? Who's carrying the boats? Where's the telephone pole that I can throw over my fucking shoulder and go running down the fucking block in, in a fucking yeah. sleep tornado? Like, I need to catch up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, that's even his story, right? Like, I mean, he's he went from definitely being more overweight and everything and through his entire training and his just experience overall um, to go on and do the things that he's done. I mean, it's 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 very similar and parallel to the things that you've personally done yourself, and it's just going through and consistently like, okay, what's next? I think that's like one of the biggest things is like a lot of these different individuals who are very elite in what they do, like... I look at it as like what makes someone elite, right? It's not even that they're the best in what they do or the craft that they they have honed in on, but it's like they are seen as that elite individual because they just they have no limits to how far they will push themselves. Like literally they just keep striving for it's like there is no oh well this is the finish line. It's like oh no this is the starting line of something new. Like I I look at those different people um there's, there's handfuls of them across the board to where it's not, yep, like they win fast. They win fast, they complete it, and they move right on. Like, and it's just right into the next thing. Um, and it's a cool, it's it's good recommendation for a lot of people because honestly, it'll call you out on a lot of your own bullshit because you think you got it hard and X, Y, and Z. No, you ain't even working yet. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, shit, I got stacks of freaking books now. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> just read. Uh, oh, I'm almost finished. Ego is the enemy by Ron Holiday. Mm. I read uh, Stillness is the key and um, Obstacles Away. Yep, I, I literally just a, got just got that one. I went on a, a Ryan Holiday tear. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> sounds sounds like it. Uh, did uh, did you go through and get the um uh the daily stoic no i I, daily stoic courage is calling are two that i want to i want to grab dive into yeah i just haven't grabbed them yet i did grab discipline is destiny um Mm. just those are the other two that i still look when i was ordering everything i was like i have have to put a limit or else i'm ordering like next yeah you got a library and it's like you got you got enough books for the entire year it's like let's get through a couple of them yeah kind of piece yep so um, awesome, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you, you coming on, being a part of this, definitely leaving little nuggets on the the book, telling a little bit of your story. Um, you know, of course we went down, we had the, you know, the fishing trip and everything we went on, like we had gone down, like that's something that you guys listening to this and like, I'm not, I'm not finishing this out with going on is like, we got, you know, the defending heavyweight champ champs here, right? Like, Ryan's not here, but we went down into the deep sea fishing tournament and, you know, those guys got to give the heritage outdoor guys, the entire crew, they did a phenomenal job. Like they're freaking awesome. If you're ever in Panama city, definitely, you know, I'm going to give a a very just straight up plug. They did a phenomenal job from Panama city. 
Yeah. Awesome freaking Awesome. Um, but that's, that's quite ironic, by the way, that you get myself and Ryan, two guys who combined bro. at the time lost what four hundred some pounds total together. Yeah. Win the the heavyweight division. The heavyweight <laughs> division of all of it. And we've been getting we've we've been getting uh messages or questions if we're coming down to go through and defend the title. So I mean, we're gonna see I mean, it makes sense. Dude, that like it was it was a good time. That was but, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. But the, I, I don't want it to be gone without um noticing like the whole reason that you, Ryan, I wanted to be able to go down and do that is like watching you guys go through and literally change your life. Cause Ryan's gone through and lost, you know, he's literally flipped the switch on his entire life and going through and watching him just be, you know, like dude, he, he walks around with a smile on his face. I remember him showing up to the first day at old HQ and everything, like one of the first workouts and just kind of seeing where he had started to where he is now and watching both you guys go through that journey is a super cool thing to where it's like, that's something that even with the first form outdoors piece is like, want to be able to give back to people who have gone through and ultimately earned those different experiences overall. And honestly, go, go win titles, championships. Like we show up to win. Right. So that's, that's exactly the, the purpose behind it. So I look forward to more trips like that, um, with you, other individuals, honestly, like to where it's like, okay, well, different listeners within the, the podcast, you know, what can we do on a day-to-day basis, the, how we lead each other by example, right? The people behind us, the people in front of us, like how are we as individuals leading by example to impact like just your community, not just, not just more of the outdoors. Right. And that's like really the main, like my big driving force is like, there's so many people out there who make so many different lazy excuses. And cause I know because I struggle with that on a consistent basis. And I was one of those people, right. It's like, you were one of those people as well, maybe a different category, but in looking at the, the lifestyle to experience more of the outdoors, like, dude, you can't go on those hikes you talk about and really truly enjoy them being 187 pounds overweight, right? Like you, you, you won't have the same experience. It'll be miserable. There's people on the, the side of the, the archery mountain, like went out to some of the total archery mountain or the total archery challenges, mountain archery fest and that stuff. And, you know, you see some of these guys who are very, very overweight and do their, their sucking wind and hate in life. And it's not an easy hike. And that's just, they're supposed to be out there having fun and, you know, being with families and all that stuff. Like what kind of example are you setting for the people around you? Um, it's cool, cool to have you in, in the circle. I mean, that's just from me, me to you in that piece. I love having you in my friend circle, the example you set for everyone who's out there. Um, and I look forward to having and doing bigger and better things in the future for sure. Oh yeah, man. I'm all so, about it. Shit. Yeah. But any last, anything actually, where, where could people go through, connect with you, find you at? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, on Instagram it is at T squared with two D's, you know, on the whole square thing. Squared. T S Q U A R E D D. On Instagram, the best place to find me. Um, other than that, it's definitely, I would not be able to do exactly what you want to do within this podcast. And it was luckily enough to be part of the beginnings, I guess you could say, with the whole experience more side of things. But you were able to facilitate that and help me get to that point to be able to experience more, to be able to take a chance to go out to Arizona, go out, hike the Grand Canyon, hike Sedona, you know, find my own okay. and everything like that. So. It's a ripple effect. So anybody else who is wondering, like, oh, well, you know, what does it matter if I do it or not? Because somebody you don't even know will definitely find that inspiration or that or help with that flip switch. We were talking about Ryan earlier. Ryan was one of the first people that I saw that did it. That wasn't somebody who. It was literally just another dude, another guy mm-hmm. started to see him do it. And I was like, all right, if this guy can do it. I can definitely do it. Gotta shout out right. the wrecking crew, you know, Ryan, Charlie. And oh yeah. Show. I gotta shout out the wrecking crew for sure. Yep. But Dude, I mean, that's... other other than that, man, you wanna know what I did? I'm never satisfied. As in, like you said, you just keep looking for what else can I do or what else like what's next. And turn a weakness into a strength. I turned being stubborn as hell into a strength because I was too stubborn to be like, all right, I gotta keep going. Mm. Keep the head down yep. and get after it. I thought you were going to say you signed up for an Ironman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not until his knee is even close to being like, okay, 
hey, dude, that's that's the piece though. Like you you got into um, you know, even had freaking knee surgery, went through, had some stuff done, and we're still going out and getting some pieces done and just not not quitting, right? Maybe up a little bit overall inflammation and all that, but shit, man, we're still trucking. So I ain't stopping anytime soon. Yeah. No, I don't expect it. So, but all right, guys, <clears throat> gonna end it right there. If you guys do have a chance, definitely go through, uh, hit Terry up, check him out on his platform. Um, it's pretty phenomenal watching what he's gone through and done. You can know, I know he's got like different kind of before afters and everything through his journey. Like we're not just full of bullshit, blowing smoke up your ass. Like it's a legit thing. What he's done. It's no, no weight loss surgery or any of those things. It's been consistent over really the last three years of just consistently showing up and committing to the process and being diligent in that piece. So, um, definitely check it out there. And for the rest of you guys for, for coming on, being a part of the podcast, just want to say thank you for you guys showing up. Um, I know I just said, you know, a little while ago, you know, we had just crested over 2000 downloads total. That is all organic. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't care to go through and do any of the, the different sponsored things. If I talk about stuff on here, like, you know, different things that I share that I personally use to go through and experience more of the tools I have or the tools that, you know, some of the individuals that come on here, all that is genuine, authentic things that we actually use and would go through and recommend to our friends, family across the board. So I uh, appreciate you guys being authentic in yourself, sharing the overall message, connecting it with different friends and family members out there. Um, Honestly, just want to make sure that, you know, everyone's able to take the the nuggets and the different experiences from here to give to different friends and family and create that ripple effect, uh, as Terry had said earlier. So that being said, appreciate each and every one of you guys. Love you guys. We'll see you next week.